Good morning. Morning. We are now on episode... 80. 80. And it's just you and me this morning because I feel like we've been doing a load of interviews again. Yeah. And there's been a bit of a gap. So anybody that's been watching this on a daily basis, if you've been thinking, hang on a sec, Lee and Kate, you're supposed to be doing an episode every day. <laughs> we absolutely have. It's just that 78 and 79 were interviews. Yeah. And the uploading of yeah, that yeah. stuff, living in this property, is just... Hell. The downsides of living in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not supposed to start these episodes with whinging, so <laughs> welcome to episode 80. 80. So what are we talking about today? Um, so today I might get a little bit overexcited because okay. I'm very passionate about this topic. Right, okay. <laughs> um, because it's something very simple um, and everyone kind of knows they need to do it, but I, don't, I think everyone underestimates the power of it. Yeah which is user-generated content. Yeah. Um, and if everyone literally just focused on user-generated content as like marketing for their business yeah. and, and then used what they collect, I think it would just solve everyone's marketing problems. It's yeah. that powerful. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I'll go through some of the statistics and stuff as to, as to why it's that powerful. And But yeah, if, if, if people really focused on that, it's... it's but people don't. You know, it's, it's just a kind of last minute, oh, I suppose we should get a review or... Um, you know, let's just set up something like Trustpilot and, and that will hopefully do it for me. And, and nobody really kind of focuses on it, apart from the big brands. And then that kind of shows how powerful it is. Yeah, I agree. And I think, well, it's also an opportunity for us to show you guys a bit behind the scenes about how we're working in our current businesses. Because um, this came off the back of an exercise we were doing yesterday. And, we were, and I think that's probably inspired you to make that the topic today. Right. So... If you're new to the podcast or if you've been listening for a while, whichever, um, just to give you a heads up. So we've been, um, one of the main reasons why the podcast exists at all is because we wanted to document our journey of a startup, which is the Say It um, video collection service that we started last year, built all the software out. It's a service as a service, no, software, <laughs> software as, as a service, software as a service. <laughs> Um, so have a look at it. It's say-it.co is the website. Uh, with the links will be in the, here anyway. So we built that last year and we've been rolling that out. We want to kind of share the journey of what that experience is like of building a startup, especially in these weird times, because obviously yeah. we started that in 2020. And also we've got our event space business, which is Smiley Booth, uh, which is our photo booth hire company, where we have franchisees across the UK and into Europe which effectively has been on hold since the beginning of last year. Mm -hmm. So our franchisees have been kind of looking to us to create solutions yeah. for them because they're like, oh, we can't do any events. And um, everyone was very excited about, okay, let's 2021 is going to be the year we, we're doing it. And the government seems to be doing everything at the moment. And the press in the UK seems to be doing everything they can to stoke up as much fear and yeah. keep everybody at home as possible. So... We wanted to share that journey with you guys so because there's still some fundamental tools that you can use in your business that can create some kind of traction and user-generated content is one of those. And, and don't get me wrong, we all share frustrations and anxiety and worries about, well, what, where should we focus our time? In fact, if you don't mind me saying, we had that conversation yesterday afternoon. Yeah, it yeah. was a... We, we're running at 100 mile an hour at the moment. We get mm -hmm. up at five in the morning. This isn't a sympathy thing, by the way, but this is just to give you some context as to how hard sometimes you have to work. Well, we've just never to... worked so hard for so little. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes th there, there isn't a balance between... There isn't a life-work balance in tough times or when you're starting out or anything like that. It's... Sometimes it's just all work and we, we get up about five in the morning and we begin working um, while struggling the kids and everything else and that often goes on to the evenings and and you're right, there's no rewards to that but we had a very like kind of, every now and then Kate and I have these quite big conversations about okay direction and st strategy and everything else in terms of right, are we pulling in the same direction or are we going in opposite places and one of the things that you said was I feel like we're spinning wheels. Yeah, I feel yeah. like we might be in a situation where we're, we're, we're working really hard, but we might not be working on the things 
that are really important. Yeah. And and we could get to a point where we've missed the boat on something yeah. and we'll be financially just completely kaput because yeah. we haven't made the correct decisions, yeah. right? And that it's that triggered a conversation between us about, okay, well, what is the right way? And don't get me wrong, these conversations can get quite heated, mm. you know, and they should get quite heated, right? They should get because you're you're passionate about what you're doing in business and how you're doing things and and your future, um, then the output of that passion will be heated discussions, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but that inspired ideas. And one of the ideas that came out of that discussion was, Jesus Christ, look, smiley booth, photo booth hire right now. Um, can't do events. It can't do anything. But we've done events. We've done lots of work. We've got loads and loads of happy customers that love what we've done for them. So we can't create content for Smiley Booth Photo Be Hire that is about, um, is about, oh, look at the event we did last night and mm. come and book us. But what we can do is go back to all our previous customers and say, look, we really need your help right now because we 2020 sucked. We weren't allowed to trade basically in 2020, but we want to trade in 2021. Um, and we want our future customers and the, the people that see us to recognize that we do a good job. Yeah. So would you mind if just use it? And we use the Say It platform. Yeah. Uh, and I basically sent a link, I sent out a, a, some emails yesterday to a bunch of our customers with a link to the Say It platform saying, would you mind just uploading photos or videos of what you feel about our service? And we got a load of responses back mm -hmm. with people doing exactly that, saying, yeah, we love Smiley Booth. We love what you did for us at our event. Absolutely, I'm going to do that for you. And that, that so it, don't get me wrong, it's not going to get us a sale today. Well, it might do, but there's still no events happening today. But it's a positive move forward. Yeah. And it's in the bank. We now have that piece of content by well, and those that, people. And that's just that business anyway. You say it might make a sale for us today, um, but that's because the events still aren't happening, but there's plenty of businesses that are still operating. Absolutely. And, you know, testimonials and user-generated content will make sales for them. Well, and people that will be listening to this in the future when this weird phase that mm. we're going through, it's completely relevant to you as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so uh, it's a bit of a long story, backstory, as to why we're talking about this today, but I think it's important to remember that Difficult conversations, stresses and strains and concerns and worries sometimes aren't bad things, mm -hmm. right? You don't, I know we have to go through this kind of mindset space, um, like thing where we've got to be feeling like we're constantly positive and happy all the time. Um, but sometimes you don't. Sometimes being stressed and worried about something are early warning signs about something that you're not paying enough attention to. Mm -hmm. And we were able, you were getting yourself like, stressed and worried about yeah. certain things because there had been certain things that had happened in your day yesterday yeah. that triggered you to be concerned. And then that ended up with a heated discussion yesterday afternoon about direction and time management and all this kind of stuff, which resulted in an activity that we weren't doing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's, it's just a really important thing to acknowledge. And as part of, I know it's not specific to this, these tools, yeah. But I think part of our journey on this podcast, we should kind of share more of, like, this is what we're going through, guys. And this yeah, is yeah. why we have this kind of conversation. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting any of that from you this morning. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's just, it was, it was, it was something I thought about this morning. I put, I, I'm part of one of these business groups things where other business owners share it and everything else. And I put a post on there earlier saying, I don't, I, I said the same as what you just said. I don't think I've ever worked this hard. Yeah. For so little. Yeah. But there is something exciting about creating momentum. Like, not like uh, our guests yesterday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, which will be published today, that episode. But they were talking about the fact that there's something... That's, exciting. Uh, Colin and Jenny Bradford, by the way. Yeah. So. Who basically started a business, built it up, franchised it, built it up, and then sold it. And it's like the perfect journey of business. Yeah. Um, and they're awesome people and they shared their story on yesterday's episode. But one of the things that they said is they'd lost touch a little bit with that excitement of the first days of when they're in business, when you're scrabbling around and you're running around and you get one person that says, I really like what you do. <laughs> or you get somebody that buys your service yeah. or something like that. And that's exhilarating. There's, yeah. 
if if anything, it's more rewarding and more impactful than when you you're way into business mm. and all the systems in place, all the teams in place, and and you get a load of sales. It's like okay, next you're constantly in next mode, whereas when you're starting out, you're not in that mode, are you? Yeah. But, well, I think also user gener- generated content is actually one of the things I I haven't written down, but I've just thought of since you've been talking that aside from all the marketing benefits of it it's a feel-good thing for yourself because so many times as business owners we don't pat ourselves on the back we don't celebrate our wins we're always looking at what we do wrong and where we can fix stuff and how we can move forward and by collecting user-generated content and testimonials and stuff you're seeing how your customers use your products feel about your products or service or whatever it is and and that and that can be a a real win you know psychological win um, which, is, as you say, is a, is a really good thing to do at the moment, yeah. especially if you can't trade, you know, just make yourself feel better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, reach out to all your happy customers. Yeah. And I think the, the part of the reason why a lot of people don't do it is they feel in some way, shape or form, they've always got to incentivize someone to give them something in return. Like they've got to, um, especially for referral business and things like that. It's um, And I saw an interesting piece yesterday where they were talking about um, how to, it was all about how to get more referrals, and they were they were they they were talking about some of the key reasons why most businesses don't do very well with referrals. They they say they have a strategy for referrals, but they don't get much in the way of referrals. And one of the reasons is is they don't ask for them mm. in a vast majority of the times. They have all these systems in place, mm-hmm. but they rarely ask for them. So in most cases, most customers have no idea that they should be referring or giving any feedback at all. Yeah. And then the, and the other thing is they incentivize things like, oh, I'll give you an iPad if you do this. or mm-hmm. I'll give you a chunk of change if I do this. And in lots of cases, that that doesn't motivate people because I'll give you an, I'll give, sorry, just yeah. to finish the point. Their example was if you and I was, were just friends mm-hmm. and I had used a service that mm-hmm. I thought was OK, mm-hmm. like it did the job. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. And I would, I would recommend that, and you were saying, oh, I've got this thing that I want to do. I would recommend it because it would be relevant to you at the time. And I'd be saying, okay, yeah. you should use that service. His, the, the guy that was talking about this was saying, if you, I would feel different, he said, if I knew I was getting an iPad out of it. Yeah. I'd hesitate slightly, almost. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have a proactive thing for it. would have agree, the opposite. I agree to a point, And there's actually stats on that. Um, something like 30% um, of people... Own, or I think it was 36, the statistics I read, recommend based on an incentive. Yeah. Um, everyone else does it because they... So generally... 70%. Yeah. yeah. But I don't see it as an incentive. I, I see it as a thank you. Right. Because especially, it depends on... The, if I've just asked somebody to drop a quick review on, on Facebook or something, then fair enough. But if I'm asking people to like do a full-on video or... like, And I don't mean like a little quick one for like we use on say it but if i'm if i'm like um i remember when we had um when we got our franchisees to to do a piece to camera for because we were doing franchise recruitment so it's that kind of thing because i'm kind of taking time out of their day and i'm asking them to do something i want to kind of thank them that's all i agree i I think that's important so let's like so for the franchisees when we when we sat down so we basically had a franchise meeting and during the meeting we said to the franchisees look we'd love to just sit each one of you down and we've got and we had a videographer anyway that was in the room he'd been videoing the franchise he'd been doing a load of work for the franchise network anyway and we said look can you would you mind just having a video taken of just saying to the videographer what you feel about the franchise and they all sat down they did that but they did that because there was a relationship between us and yeah. they felt that it was it was almost like reciprocal. Yeah. Um, and I th- and this is just my view, but I think you should absolutely thank people for testimonials. Mm. I think I think it's part of the problem with um, and for user generated content yeah. full stop. And I think it's part of the problem with when people give testimonials on platforms like Trustpilot yeah. or Facebook or yeah. things like that. Because People often do that activity and they get no thanks for it in return. And that's a missed opportunity by the business a lot of the time. So to me, if I was somebody who, let's say again, going back to the analogy where I referred you to the business, you then used that business. And then that business said, can I ask who you recommended you to us? And then you mentioned my name. And then out of the blue, 
that business came to me and went, we just want to say thank you. Mm. You introduced such and such. And as a way of thank you, have a night out for dinner with yeah, your yeah, other okay. half That's or whatever fine. it is to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Because I would then be like, Bloody hell! Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. You yeah. not only did you uh, did I recommend? No, not only did I think you were great anyway, mm. which is why I recommended you. But you've just gone above and beyond. You yeah, remembered yeah. who I am as a customer, yeah, and come back and thought and taken time out of your day to thank me. Yeah, yeah, you know? you're right. That's that's more powerful. Yeah, rather than I'll do this. That's that to me is more genuine, authentic, and impactful than okay. If you recommend. Bob over there, I'll give you a night out for dinner. Mm. It, that feels a little bit too... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does, yeah. So, um, user-generated content, in case nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's Although, the end of the episode, by the way. I'm going to go now. <laughs> Although you've probably got the idea. Is yeah. um, content <laughs> generated by users. So, um, it can be anything from a testimonial, a review, um, an un- unboxing, you know, opening your product for the first time, um, like a video diary, uh, you, you know, um, workout plans and weight loss things are great for that when somebody kind of records their journey um, mm. or through through coaching or something like well, that. Well, the fitness game and the video diary workout plans. One of, yeah, one of, the, one of the things the fitness industry grabbed hold of a few years ago was the before and afters. Yeah. And they just saw their sales go insane off mm-hmm. the bank. I think, um, who were the guys behind P90X? Beachbody. Beachbody. I think they were one of the main yeah. like drivers from that years and years and years mm-hmm. ago. And um, their sales just went nuts. Because, yeah, and, and that was all user generated Well, and with Beachbody, you very um, you, you have like the glossy studio or whatever that they're using, but you often have like inserts in their videos of people doing it at home, yeah. don't you? In their lounge and that. <coughs> it immediately mm-hmm. makes you identify like, Oh, I don't have to be that super fit guy in exactly. the studio. I can do it like them. And yeah, and, and you can recognize. Yeah, not just that you can do it like them, but there will be there will be people showing their before and after images or journeys, and you will recognize yourself in one of those people. You'll yeah. be like, oh, yeah, I'm that kind of body shape. And Jesus, look at what they ended up yeah, like. Yeah, I exactly. could be like that. It's it's such a genius way yeah. of communicating because they could have easily done the whole. It's like when we were talking uh, a couple of days ago to um, Mark, Mike, Mark Whitehand, um, and he was saying he was basically kind of knocking down this glossy exterior that yeah. a lot of businesses have and everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good example of you don't need that glossy yeah. exterior. And the same with like makeovers, beauty therapies, mm-hmm. um, you know, hair. There's all sorts of um, like before and after type things you can do, even surgeries to a point, like any kind of like corrective. <laughs> well, you can. Yeah. It's, it's, it's true. Um, or like skin uh, conditions, all sorts of things yeah. that um, that you can. And, and again, that's a, that's a type of user generated content. Well, it seems it's so ingrained in the beauty and health and fitness like, yeah. thing now. It's it's considered the obvious, most mm. normal thing to do. But I think that's probably where it started, actually. Mm. I think that's that's probably where it where it generated from and then even just like you know your product in situ somewhere it doesn't even have to be being used but you know just in someone's home or yeah. office or wherever it's appropriate so that that's kind of what we're, we're talking about um by user generated content and just to give you some kind of statistics as to <coughs> why that's well not why but how powerful that is um so people are 2.5, don't know where the 0.5 comes from, but 2.5 times more likely to view a brand as authentic right. if they're seeing user-generated content as opposed to brand-created content. Yeah. So they're more likely to identify it. And this one um, is, is huge. Well, both of these, actually. 70% of people trust online opinions. So 90% of people trust a friend's opinion. Right. But 70% of people trust an online opinion. Wow. From even if they don't know that person, yeah, but yeah. just the fact that it's a human who yeah. has used the service, um, yeah. and it, and it's it's you know that user generated content, and eighty percent say that user generated content has a high impact on their purchasing decision. So we see it all the time on on Instagram. It's probably the biggest one for user generated content and, and yeah. the um, impact of it. And if you imagine you've got uh, stories in Instagram where you've got that immediate immediacy of a story um, for that day. But because you can save those stories into highlights, you use some user-generated content in a story, you know, a little testimonial, somebody mm. wearing your product or a photo of it in your house or whatever it is that it's done. 
you save that into highlights, you've got a highlight reel of all these testimonials. Mm. And then somebody can just spend as long as they want flicking through this highlight reel before they go, yeah, I'm comfortable now, I'll go buy. Yeah. yeah and it, it allows the, the new user, the, the, the potential customer, to make their own decision in their own time, you know, without any kind of pushy sales or anything like that, to go, yeah, I like all this. And yeah. Go. Well, we see it all the time, but I think we see this type of activity happening around us all the time. And we just, we don't even acknowledge what it is. It's no. like, um, like I'm very tuned in to marketing strategies, techniques. We talk about marketing pretty much all day in terms of, we're not, Okay, so we're not marketing gurus, we're just marketing nerds. And what we do, that's the difference, right? So what we do is we, we see Gurus it. get paid a lot more. Gurus do, yeah, yeah, they do. But what we do is we, we hear about something, we see something, and we go, that sounds interesting, and then we take it, and then we test it in one of our businesses. That's, that's our philosophy on it. So, um, or, we, and we, well, once we've seen it works, we then when we, have, we are hired by our clients to do work for them, we go, okay, well, we've seen that work here, so now let's test it on your business as well. That's, that's the difference between a guru and a nerd. <laughs> um, but it still, mean, it still doesn't mean that we're not um, perfect about just seeing stuff that's happening and not acknowledging that, oh, yeah, they're using that technique. And a great one right now is The Rock. So The Rock is... I follow The Rock on Instagram, and um, and... He is, he's basically said to his audience, because he's got an enormous fan base. I can't remember how many people follow him on Instagram, but it's some ludicrous number. He's one of the biggest Instagram users. Oh, is he? Yeah. It's something like 200 million or something nuts that he's got that follow him on Instagram. But um, he launched a tequila brand, right? Okay. Um, I can't remember when it was. At some point, maybe last year, maybe before, but he launched a tequila brand. But so, and he started, when he started uh, promoting his tequila brand on Instagram, it would often be, because his whole thing is about work hard, like work all day long, never sleep, and all this kind mm. of stuff, right? And all the other stuff he does. But it would be often be nice pictures of him sat, like just with it on the table, right? right? With a glass, with ice in it, and the, and the bottle, and everything else. And then that was it. And then... Whether I don't know whether he thought of it or somebody within his team said you need to do user generated content, but he then reached out and said, um, "Hold up your tequila bottles." Yeah. And his if you go to his Instagram feed or stories or whatever it is, you will often see just random people that are just just average Joes. They're not famous. They're not anything. And they're creating all these ways. And what they're doing is they're holding up the tequila bottle and mm. they're pouring it and they're creating all these snacks and they're going, this is the most delicious tequila ever and everything else because they're getting two things out of it, right? Well, they're getting something out of it because they're getting their profile raised because The Rock is then taking their content yeah. and publishing it on his thing. And I, as somebody that follows The Rock, is I'm constantly getting other people going... This tequila is amazing. You need, yeah. I don't, I'm not even fussed about tequila, but there's part of me that I keep seeing it. And I'm like, <laughs> we should buy the Rocks tequila because everyone's saying it's amazing. But he's tapped into that. and But also if he gets another benefit of that is those people that he's featured, their audience. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll go crazy going, look, I'm on the Rocks thing. Exactly. And they'll share it. So yeah, he gets another wave of traffic through that way. So smart. Yeah. It's so but smart. It's, uh, Psychology's magazine have done it for donkey's years since I've, <coughs> since I've read it which I've read it since I was a teenager um they probably to be fair I've never looked at their Instagram I've just realized I've never even looked at their Instagram but um but in their magazine they in the front inside front page they've right. always had a little where where are you and people yeah. hold up their psychology oh, really? magazine wherever they're reading it like on holiday or whatever and they yeah they've done that for donkey's years yeah and all those people go I was featured exactly. in psychology's magazine yeah. it's and it creates the conversation and everything else so it's so, yeah, you're magnifying your reach. Or, I mean, obviously, these are huge brand names, right? They're, they're people with massive influences that have cultivated... Yeah, it works on a small or, level. That's where yeah, I was going, your yeah. Your sister does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With um, Bosa Candles. Yeah. Yeah, she, she does it all the time. That's B-O-S-A Candles. Candles, yeah, all the time. Pictures of, of people that have got 
a candle from her and then it's in their living room or it's in exactly. their bedroom or wherever it is and and you know normally a little thank you underneath it say oh yeah. thanks for my candle i love the smell or whatever it is and yeah but yeah her feed's full of that and stories as well yeah it's hugely important and and there is a little bit of kind of you've got to relinquish control mm-hmm. of the content management and christ we've been there like with smiley booth photo booth hire we were very kind of the, the content had to look a certain way and be a certain way and it had to be and the idea of anybody else doing anything with any of our content would be like no 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 nobody nobody but it's great seeing what people come up with yeah as well because um when we um we did some work with a few vloggers with um with say it when we first yeah. launched it with the with the video cards and um, it's lovely the, the pictures that they've taken of the video card and like how they've decided to present that for their own blog, nothing to do with us. Yeah. But then obviously we can take that image and <coughs> promote it on our channels as well yeah. to say, oh, we were in this blog. And, and um, yeah, they, they do things that you wouldn't think necessarily of doing. No, yeah. It, yeah, it's that perfectionist thing, I suppose, isn't mm. it? It's like you've got to let go of that a little bit. and yeah. let, and Well, you it, don't have to use it. No, you don't. You know, the more content you, you collect, you can cherry pick. Yeah, I mean, well, when I reached out to the Smiley Booth uh, photo booth, like Smiley Booth photo booth hire previous customers yesterday, um, we started getting these testimonials coming back and so on. And someone had created a whole slideshow with backing music of all the photos yeah. that they'd had from the photo booth experience that they'd had with Smiley Booth. And, um, and it went on for like two minutes and it's all the images and all this back in music and they really put some effort into yeah, yeah. it. And it was, it's, it, it's, there is a, you need that feel good in your business. Yeah. You know, you need that kind of feedback loop of people saying, yeah, I really enjoy what you're doing and carry on. Well, it's important. goodwill, isn't it? You yeah. Know, it's important to, to create that, that goodwill. That's part of the lifeblood of your business. Yeah. You know, that you, you, you've got your your profits that you obviously need to keep running. You've got your systems and your processes, but goodwill is important as well. Do you know what I'm going to... Right, if you're listening and watching this, mention tag smiling entrepreneurs in a photo on Instagram and we'll publish it in our (laughs) stories on Instagram. There we go. And we know some of the people now that listen to this regularly, so you've been challenged. Yes, yeah. (laughs) So um, uh, what else can I tell you about it? user-generated content. So we've covered that it kind of um, creates that shareability. Mm-hmm. And actually the, the figure on that is, is over 50% that it creates more shares. People mm-hmm. are something like 11 times more likely or something like that to, to share a user-generated um, content of a brand rather than a brand image of a brand, if that makes sense. Um, it's also cheaper on your adverts. If you use user-generated content in your Facebook ads or your Google ads or any other social platform in, in your actual advert, it is uh, cheaper clicks um, and they are more likely to convert as well. So your advertising cost just knows is that is that Why is it cheaper clicks? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but it is. Okay. It's something like... I can't remember the stats on it. I think it was 60% lower costs overall because it's a cheaper click and it's more likely to convert. Maybe it's something to do with the... Uh, Authenticity of it? I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's something to do with the algorithms don't pick up that it's a corporate yes. thing. Yeah, and it, it's more, it looks more like a something that's... Because that, obviously all user-generated content, especially video, is taken on mobiles. Yes. Maybe they just think, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think... Well, because Facebook... I'm not sure about Google Ads so much, but Facebook Ads definitely has all the kind of algorithms that don't like too much text, don't yeah. like certain images and stuff like that. So, yeah, as you say, it's probably part of part of the whole thing. And if you're uh, listening to this and going, oh, no, I, I want all my stuff to have a very corporate look, like a branded look and design and all this kind of stuff, um, you need to get over yourself a little bit on that because <laughs> yeah. that's, not, that's not the market today. And, in fact, Mark um, Whitehand, in his interview a couple of days ago, um, if you go on YouTube, you'll see that the actual audio will be going up today on that. But um, episode 78? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he mentioned how he was involved in um, a campaign for a, a huge corporate uh, customer, a video campaign for them. And they had these cameras, camera equipment there and everything else. And the camera equipment was like 20 grand and they had oh, yeah, all of this. Yeah all of these uh, crew, their film crew and everything else. And the thing they were trying to create with the footage 
was it to look like it was shot on an iPhone <laughs> or a, just a mobile phone? And he, and he pulled out his mobile phone. He was like, well, just use your mobile phone. And they're <laughs> yeah. like, no, no, no. We've got to figure out a way of getting this equipment to look yeah. like that. Large corporates understand that the authenticity of the way it's captured is, is really impactful as well. Well, nowadays. we did something with, um, was it Wrigley was the own? Was it Wrigley or was Wrigley, or Wrigley was the owner? So Mars own Wrigley chewing gum. And was it Wrigley that we were working with? Yeah. Well, it was, was it for Wrigley or was it another so, subs? No, no, no. It was for Wrigley. It was Wrigley. I think it is Wrigley chewing gum. Yeah. So this is what this is an an event we did for Smiley Booth. Um, so one of the things that we do with Smiley Booth Photo Booth Hire is not just oh you have a photo booth at a wedding. We get involved in like kind of corporate activations where they want us to do some. Because the tech's really sophisticated, so we can do some really interesting stuff. So Mars, as in the chocolate manufacturer, um, contacted us and said, would you do an event for one of the companies they own, which is Wrigley Chewing Gum? But that was very, um, kind of, even though we were obviously creating it, that was very user-led, wasn't it? It was was in their offices, it was their staff. It was their staff, it was their teams, yeah. And it was um, through an iPad rather than our usual (coughs) setup. Oh, yeah, they... Yeah, they didn't want it being really sophisticated. They wanted it to look... They said, we don't want it to be really over-the-top professional imagery. We want it to all look like it's being captured on a mobile phone. But it needs to come from your equipment because we just need it stationary... And it needs to, but it just the output needs to be consistent. Yeah. But it needs to look like it's come from a mobile phone app. Yeah. And uh, well, that's what a lot of brands um, used us for generally mm-hmm. was user generated content. Yeah. Because um, it was obviously their customers engaging with whatever kind of marketing experience that they'd created, uh, whether that was static photos or videos or gifs or whatever. But the um, the way that the world's going with virtual content is the same thing. Yeah. It's just people aren't physically going to an event, but they mm-hmm. still can create something through their phone using virtual virtual photo booth technology. They're still creating that same. The user is experiencing the brand. Yeah. So it's the same. It's the same thing. So you've got this kind of like never ending content. You generate brand loyalty from, as you say, like like the Rock. Everybody wanted to get involved with that because they're loyal to him and they wanted it be featured with him and be yeah. kind of part of his his crew as it were do you know what I mean um and then you, you've, you're also generating that kind of like fear of missing out mm. you know I want to be part of that I, I want to have what my friends have got yeah. oh I, I want it like you said again with the tequila we don't even drink tequila but you were like oh I might be missing out here yeah I know <laughs> but you do get that feeling yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like some, there's obviously something good about this because everyone's raving about it but you're in that bubble you're yeah. in that thing yeah exactly so so there are all the reasons of, of kind of why you should be really really going for user generated content but there's still a lot of reasons why people go oh it's really hard to do and mm. uh, i don't want to ask people for stuff so there's, there's lots of ways of making it easier so there is the kind of argument of incentivizing people but i i do like your idea about thanking them but even just hashtags you know you don't you don't have to do some big all singing all dancing campaign you know just ask people to use your hashtag when they post something mm. and um or, or just start to kind of drip feed that hashtag into your own stuff and people will pick up on it. And then you can search through feeds using a hashtag. Mm-hmm. It's um, uh, something that kind of uses that a lot is the travel industry um, with location-based, um, which obviously, again, in 20, 2020 stroke 2021 isn't really happening at the moment. But you know, Instagram is just full of the user's eyes at a certain place. You know, yeah. that, And if you go traveling to kind of like tourist hotspots there's always the instagram spots that people yeah. use um you know a, a one i can think of at the top of my head is bali you always see people on the great big swings that yeah. they have it all over bali because that's an instagram thing so again it's it's user generated content people want to be seen in the same places well you the way you've got to think about it is you need to recruit more people and yes. your it's like as we're finding personally in our businesses um like you only have so much time yeah and it's deeply frustrating that we only have so much time and energy because there's so much we want to do yeah so and that'll be the same for yourself so by recruiting your customers to talk about you and everything else it's like having your own marketing team Mm -hmm. i mean we're about to recruit staff and everything else over the coming weeks and months but um, to help us add more time more eyes on stuff but you should act should be part of your every time someone engages with your service part of them being a customer is that they talk about your service and yeah. they promote the service yeah 
and you should make it really easy for them as well you know have um in in your email footer somewhere that they can go to leave your testimonial or, or engage with you in some kind as i say invite them to use hashtags have like uh links in your social channels that you know like what we do just do x y and z here you know um, and shameless plug say it will do all that for you because we collect everything in one place and that's yeah so we're doing it we're yeah. doing it with companies now where what they do is they will literally so a finance company we're working with at the moment what they do is the moment they've completed on doing some kind of deal for that for their customer whether it's completing on buying their new home or or organizing finance for refurbishing their new home or extension or whatever it is once that's completed and that customer's in a position where they're like that's bloody amazing thank goodness that's all arranged no surprise, that customer then gets an email that says, really pleased that we've been able to do this for you. Um, what, um, how you feel about the service and what you think about the service helps us help more people. So would you mind clicking this link here and just, up, and just uploading little videos saying what you think of our, our finance company? Yeah. And it's a little URL and they click it. It's all supplied by Say It. But they click it and it, it all uploads directly to a web page for, for them then to show other customers. So, um, when, sorry, just to add to that, we embed that web page in the, sorry, we embed the gallery of the finished testimonials into the um, customer's website. Company's website. Yeah, com our customer, sorry, yeah, yeah. the co company's website. So, um, just like I mentioned the kind of stories into highlights in Instagram, the same thing can happen on your website where people are clicking around, they're looking at your website mm -hmm. and they're making that decision, do I want to buy? Yeah. And, and they're just taking their time. And actually, um, something I forgot to say earlier that user-generated content in entices people to stay on your website longer, yeah. which is good for your algorithm and gets you up the Google ranks. Yeah. So. Well, and also uh, going back to this gentleman that was talking about this yesterday um, where he was talking about getting people to give you a referral business, he actually mentions three things. So the first was um, not asking. The second was um, wrong incentivizing, mm -hmm. like d doing that incorrectly. Um, and the third thing was making it too complicated. Mm. Like when you're asking people to give you some feedback, it's, it's, or give you a referral, you're asking them to record it in a particular way and they get a code or they get a, it's like, no, people haven't got time for any of that nonsense. If you ask them to do something, it's just click, record, walk away. That should be it. There shouldn't be anything else. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, kind of good practice when you're, when you're dealing with user generated content is seek permission. Um, from people to use that that clip or that photo or, or those words, whatever it is, which you can't say it does it for you. <laughs> and um, this isn't one big long <laughs> plug. Um, and credit where it's due. So if you are using somebody's um, image on Instagram, for example, give the credit to the photographer or whoever owns the, the copyright on on those images. Um, well, because that creates a reciprocal yes. bond between you, right? It's yeah. Like the Rock, right? He's He's asked. He's basically asked his audience to promote his stuff, but in but he'll then promote them. Yeah. So and you should do the same. And as as your influence and audience grows, people will find that more and more attractive. They'll find ways to get you to promote them more. So, yeah. yeah. And and be clear in your intentions. So if you want somebody to take a picture of your product wearing a red t-shirt <laughs> yeah tell them they got to wear a red t-shirt you know be clear in, in what you're looking to gain from the user generated content so a good example of this is a, is a company called made.com uh, that provide kind of like flat pack furniture like ikea and they they did a campaign for their pinterest where they created a, a separate pinterest page and they asked people to once you've got your item of furniture and you've put it up and put it together and you've put it in your room and dressed it or whatever, how, mm -hmm. however you want it, take a picture. Because right. they wanted these real pictures of people's furniture in situ. Mm -hmm. And now that there's this Pinterest page just full of all this stuff, um, and then they just send customers to that, you know, and customers are trying to deliberate between, I don't know, this sofa and that sofa, they're like, oh, go have a look at it in some people's living rooms on yeah. our Pinterest page. It's, uh, I, you've just made me remember uh, Theo Pafitas. But like he did the same strategy years ago. I remember like 10 years ago, whenever it was, he created Small Business Sunday. Mm. And like the, the idea of that was to promote businesses. But as a byproduct of that, he was promoting himself. He was getting his profile raised yeah, yeah, and creating this enormous fan base. Uh, he was creating a 
process in which people he could use his profile to raise others. Yeah. But you talk to people in that small business Sunday group, they're all massive fans of yeah, Theo yeah, yeah. Like If they have an opportunity to buy from him or talk about him or promote him in any way, shape or form, they will do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the last thing is learn from it. Um, you know, if, you, if you're asking for this feedback and you get something back that you don't quite like or, you know, you, you get some negative feedback or whatever, use it as a learning tool as well or, or, or the opposite. You know, you get something positive that you didn't realize was a positive that mm-hmm. you've not really thought about it. You know, somebody saying they love a particular aspect of your product or service that you've not really given that much thought. I think, Oh, I'll make that a strength, you know, yeah. learn from the feedback you're getting from, from your user generated content as well. Um, so more things that you can kind of use, as we said, reviews, um, behind the scenes at any events, when events start happening again, <laughs> um, or in your shop or whatever it is, um, location based stuff, uh, I, I said earlier, video diaries, that, that's really powerful right now when everyone's all in their own homes and all kind of separated from each other. You know, getting inside the head of somebody on, on a kind of video diary, if you're okay. doing like a, like a fitness thing is, is useful, is an obvious one, but, or a diet, um, but also any kind of like maybe... What, your customers? Yeah. Telling, sharing their journey? Their journey, yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah. Um, so... Um, maybe like with a with a charity for example mm. if a charity's been helping someone with some kind of aspect how has that improved their lives or um maybe somebody's given up smoking or something like that what yeah. was their journey with that so yeah. um you know so it's great for coaches and yeah. and all of those kind of people anybody that's impacting people directly it just made me think like the smiley booth photo booth hired so you could get your our customers to describe their journey of oh here's the photo booth here's the, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean it's all that kind of stuff yeah exactly it's, and um, unboxing is just massive um, mm. so if you if you have any kind of physical product that you send to somebody or especially a gift you know somebody's receiving that gift for the first time get somebody to film them opening it get you know ask a friend or family because unboxing is hugely powerful and if you're a parent you'll know this from your like toddlers consuming kids just opening things Mm. um but it's because it taps into that psychology we're we're there with them experiencing that excitement of opening something for the first time and that's why they're massive so yeah any kind of product that you've got where you can film people opening it is really really powerful well if you've got a if you've got an instagram strategy that you're actively growing your instagram account one of the things that a lot of um, people on Instagram want to do is exactly that grow their Instagram account so you could if you have a product that you're sending out you could say to your client base create um, create a little video and it, and it only needs to be them looking down it doesn't even need to be of their face if necessary it can just literally be looking down on the box and unboxing it create that tag um, tag us in the our Instagram account in the unboxing video and we will publish and promote your Instagram account on our yeah, Instagram yeah. page. Well, Lego did exactly that. So, you know, um, Lego lost its trademark in the last few years. Yeah. And we've had these copycats come up where, where it's a lot cheaper. Right. So Lego wanted to reestablish themselves as the number one, the leader in, in obviously that market. And they created, I've got to say this right, because it's a very strange name, the Kronki <laughs> Wonki. And Cronky I'm not wonky. just making that up. Cronky Wonky Project. Okay. Right? I've got no idea why it's called that. Um, but that was just encouraging kids to make something unique with their right. Lego. Like, it wasn't guided in any way. It was just make us something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that reached 27 million people. Wow. And the uplift on their website, or, or all their sales pages, was 61%. <laughs> Isn't that huge? And I know, obviously, they're a big brand anyway. But, yeah. you know, you, you, you've... Scale that down to your brand. Someone you can in still the, get that uplift. Yeah, someone in their marketing office went, we should call it Quonky Wonky. <laughs> and everyone in the office went, you're an idiot. Yeah. And, but they managed to get you through and they're now going, yeah, <laughs> yeah call me an so. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you, you see it with GoPro. That Their entire marketing strategy, I would say, has been built on user-generated yeah. content. Um, oh, that was genius. Yeah. Because it, they just picked extreme sports and said... And just brand like and said, just share it. Exactly. And then, and then when they started seeing that, they were like, okay, we need to sponsor people to do this yeah. stuff. And then suddenly people were wearing like the Red Bull stuff. And yeah, working something. with Red Bull. Yeah, they really tapped into that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, you've seen it on. There's no denying the power of it because way before social media, 
I mean, news items, you know, they don't just sit there, the boring guy reading the news. They go and ask for public opinion. Yeah. You know, they interview who was involved in whatever event had taken place that's, that's new, was newsworthy, you know. They, they want sound bites. When on the radio you hear people calling in to talk, yeah. you know. People want to hear and see people. Yeah, if you... Oh, it really frustrates me that you and I are... <laughs> Like picking up on all of this now, like because we could have done so much with that in our Smiley Booth Facebook mm-hmm. business, because. But this is the problem for business owners, right? There's yeah. there's no easy way of doing it. Well, there is now we say it, but there is there is now we say it. <laughs> that's say dash it dot co. But there was there was no easy way of doing it. Um, and you you kind of especially as a, as an English person, I think you have this kind of apologetic way you yeah. don't want to ask people to to kind of pat you on the head and go yeah you did a good job well as a business owner you're <laughs> you like we talked about this in yesterday's uh episode where um where it's very easy as the business becomes established where what you're doing most of the time is running from one wall to the other mm-hmm. just going oh there's a crack there right quick sort that crack. Yeah. oh no there's that one and, the, and you and you miss these these things that add real value to, like, over time. There's a cumulative effect of these things over time that becomes enormous. Yeah. And, like, it should be part of your weekly process. It's like, how many testimonials did we get? Just, like, how many sales did we make? How many user-generated yeah, content be, from our customer yeah. did we achieve this week? It should be a metric that you measure well, it, every it, week. It, in that uh, episode we did on the, the top ten metrics in your business, yeah. was that this week? That was this week, wasn't it? Uh, that is not top ten me- metrics. It, it top was 10. top ten market evergreen marketing. Oh, so it was last week. Remember the top ten business metrics that you should know. Top yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. Numbers that, so last Tuesday, whenever whatever. It's one of the top tens. Yeah. yeah, it's always on a Tuesday. <laughs> top ten Tuesday. We talked about <clears throat> excuse me the um the things that you you need to measure in your business, and one of those was testimonials. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's and and if you are kind of um shying you know backwards and coming forwards about you're turning into bonnie tyler <clears throat> my voice yeah <clears throat> backwards and coming forwards about shouting about your business mm. this is a really great way to do it because you don't have to shout about your business yeah. let other people do it for you yeah you know? well and people tune out of you shouting about your stuff all the time mm. it's um I, I used the analogy the other day on a previous episode where there we know some authors of books and and all they do all day is on their social media channels is post a picture of the book yeah. and maybe a line out of the book. And that's it. And like, I'm so used to, I'm so conditioned to seeing their book pop up. I don't even read any of the content. I'm like, next, yeah, yeah. next. But I would listen to somebody who read it. If somebody had taken a video footage and going, I learned this affected me in this way. This helped me in that way. Yeah. I, I, I'd pause and I'd weigh, I'd, and I hadn't even read most of these books that mm-hmm. these people we know have created them. Because there's not, it's there's not a compelling enough reason for me to do so because I just feel like it's them pushing their message. Mm-hmm. But if somebody else was pushing it for them, I probably would buy their book. Yeah. In fact, most of the books that we consume, and most of the things that you generally buy in life, is come off the back of somebody else saying how much they love it. Yeah. It's not normally off the back of um, the fact that their marketing was really slick. It's yeah. normally because somebody else has said it's great and you should go and look at that. Well, and even if their marketing is really slick, it's usually through user generated content. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I can think of the moment one, sell like crazy. Have you seen it? It's all over my Facebook. No, um, no. I can't remember the author now, um, but I do want to read it. And it's because they do Everybody exactly is. that. There's people holding it up all the time going, this book's amazing. Oh, really? Yeah, co- constantly. And that's well, their marketing strategy. Yeah, it's... You, yeah, it's cultivating fan bases and then giving your fan bases a voice. Yeah. Like uh, and feel and making your fan bases feeling like they're being heard. Yeah. yeah. And and you can also do it with so video is obviously the most powerful as we as we've talked about. Um, but but you can do it with imagery, um, which again is very big on on Instagram. You can do it with just text. It's not as powerful, but you can also do it with voice. Yeah. You know, if you've got a load of sound bites from people, and then and you create that into a little, you know. 30 second people just talking about you and you plug that into a podcast you know sponsor somebody's podcast that's relevant to your audience mm-hmm. um in the future you can probably build this into clubhouse depending where it, it goes but there's there's lots of things that you can also do with audio yeah so uh, as lee shuts the door you can hear our washing machine <laughs> talking yeah, about not audio. Really flash <laughs> studio that we have here so yeah there's there's so many ways you can do it so just 
um, you know, it's Friday. My advice would be take the weekend and think about how you can build some user-generated content into your marketing because it's just so incredibly powerful. It's a no-brainer, really. Yeah, just and and systemize it, right? Yeah. If all the time you're in your business and you're doing the donkey work all the time to do this, you'll do it for one week. You'll do it maybe a month if you're lucky. If you're the one that. But the moment something else starts to move in your business, the, your, the testimonial piece will get dropped. The user-generated piece will get yeah. dropped. So you have to create ways that compels people to engage and systemize. Otherwise, it, it's, this is just a nice to do, a good idea, a new shiny object that you've picked up and you, you don't do it I think that's the problem. People do think of it as a nice to do. They don't realize just how powerful it is. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the thing. So, Absolutely, yeah. Um, so coming back to my point earlier, go to our Instagram page. It's Smiling Entrepreneurs Podcast. And if you like what we do, just tag yourself in it and do a post about it, like put a post up, whatever, and then we'll be notified because you've tagged us and we'll share it on our stories and stuff. Cool. <laughs> oh, and go and have a look at Say It. Say dash it. Um, if, yeah, if you go to the business business services section, you'll see loads of ideas as well um, as to how you can use user-generated content. Oh, I will say this, just as a final note on that. The reason why, you don't have to use say it, obviously, <laughs> but, you, but don't rely on written yeah. feedback. Like, that's a massively missed opportunity. It's like, oh, I get written testimonials all the time. It's like, that's pants. Because in most cases, whenever you see written testimonials, it's normally like, Amanda H wrote this. Mm. Nobody engages with that stuff. That's not compelling at all. Yeah, and at the very least, if you get a written testimonial from somebody, strike why the iron's hot. You know, go back to that person and say, "Really grateful that you left us that testimonial on Facebook reviews or Google reviews or whatever. Would you mind just creating a quick video to say the same thing?" Or and if they're not, if they don't want to because they're shy or whatever. That's fine, but could you just send us a photo that we can use alongside your set, your your written words? Because yeah. that again is more powerful. Yeah, it's way better. Yeah. Like just some imagery with what you're doing, and some imagery that ties them to your product or service yeah. is even better. But don't. I'm I'm always astonished at how popular Trustpilot has become. Mm. And I get it. I get why people use it and everything. But it, to me, it's expensive and it kind of does the job. Yeah. But it doesn't do it anywhere near as when you see when well, people it do it properly. Job, didn't it? It's just we've moved on from that now. Consumers are wiser. They don't want to just see a load of text. They want to engage more. Well, companies can just falsify testimonials yeah. so easy when they're just written. Yeah. When they're not tied to an individual doing something. So. Yeah, exactly. Cool. All right, then. We will see you tomorrow. That was episode 80. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.